from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Chris Lee, Dennis Cox, hanging out with you on a Tuesday afternoon. Hope that you guys are driving around safely at your locations safely. If you're listening to us from a place that's stationary, Graham Hill is our producer for the day. Big things to talk about today as we're getting ready for game one between the Carolina Hurricanes and the New Jersey Devils in the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Tomorrow at PNC Arena, puck drops at 7 o'clock. We'll talk about that, but let's talk about the daily check now, beginning with number five. five We've seen Mike Tyson be a part of pro wrestling before. Sure. He punched Shawn Michaels back in the day. He we saw him with the DX doing the DX symbol and all of that. We've no also chops. we've also seen him with Stone Cold Steve Austin as he turned on them and all that good stuff. We've seen him in AEW. Yeah. But now Mike Tyson wants to have an actual match. Oh, really? He came out and he said he wanted to have a dream match against Logan Paul. Wait, you don't know who Logan Paul is. The He's YouTube that guy. YouTube guy who's also been out there uh boxing here and there. He's had some pretty good matches with WWE over the last year. His brother Jake Paul is more of the boxer guy. But yes, yeah. uh, but Logan Paul is signed with WWE and wrestles occasionally for them and actually puts does, on a pretty decent show. Does a pretty good job. Pretty good Very job. athletic. Uh, WrestleMania came down from the sky and all yeah. that good stuff. Really uh, interesting entrance. Mike Tyson wanting to have a big time match. So uh, boxer versus <sighs> boxer in quotation marks. Yeah. Here's my thing is that I don't want to see this. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to see this. There's nothing about this that appeals to me at all. Mike, are we really going to see what 50 something year old Mike Tyson taking bumps in a ring? I mean, really. I want to see. I mean, is he going to wear boxing wreck. gloves? I want to see the train wreck. Is this is going to be? Well, that's the thing. If if you're into trash television, this would be trash <laughs> television. This would be a trash television segment for WWE and professional wrestling. I I do not want to see this at all. You know, the best part of this though, because you're right, the in-ring part of it will be horrendous. Yeah. The best part of this though will be the promos leading up to it. Sure. I, I want to see Mike Tyson talk some trash and I want to see if he's going to try to play the bad guy because you know when it comes to Logan Paul, the people don't like Logan Paul, right? Oh, no, they they're, don't. They're going to boo him. But Mike Tyson has said, just like pro wrestling, he feels like he put butts in seats during his heyday as a big time boxer because he felt like he was the bad guy. Well, yeah. You're not going to be the bad guy in this situation, nope. Mike. So how are you going to play this when it comes down to the promos you're going to cut? Or let's just not see it. <laughs> That's the way I look at that it. That also could be to think maybe Mike Tyson could be in the corner of the person who's going to go against Logan Paul. Okay. That might be a, a better option. That would be his corner man. Okay. Part of like a run-in. Okay, I get that. That we'll I would that. actually like to see. That's right. number five. Let's go to number four. One of the four, all of the four, or half of the four. All right, Chris, we saw tons of mock drafts leading up to the 2023 NFL draft. Everyone was wrong, <laughs> except for Bryce Young. Except for the Bryce Young well, pick. And, we, and a lot of people were wrong in that up until about two weeks before yeah. the draft. Yeah. A lot of people had C.J. Stroud going number one. We already got 2024 mock drafts, Chris. Already. 2024 NFL mock drafts. Only we three have, days removed from the NFL draft this year. Exactly. We haven't even play, got 
We, there's been one player signed. One player signed. <laughs> one player is signed from the 2023 draft, but we're already going to start picking them for 2024. Drake May, number four to Tampa, the UNC quarterback. Yeah. By the way, too low. Too low. Too low. You think so? Yeah. You know, someone's going to trade up into the. If yes, he has the season, right about that. if he has the season this year that he had last year, there's no reason why he isn't going to go one or two. With Caleb Williams, the Heisman Trophy winner from USC, it's those two guys one two. However you want to splice it up in terms of who goes where, that's fine. But someone's trading up to get that guy. So based on this particular mock draft. This comes from The Athletic, by the from way. The athletic, from The Athletic. They have Arizona Cardinals at number one. Then they also have the Arizona Cardinals at number two. Because that's the Texans pick. Because that's the pick from the Texans who uh, ended up trading up this year. Then they have the Indianapolis Colts at number three. So based on this, Hmm. the first three picks, they won't need a quarterback because the Indianapolis Colts picked Anthony Richardson this year. So you're expecting them to ride with him as their quarterback of the future. So the next team that would need a quarterback based on this draft would be Tampa Bay at number four. Okay. Another interesting thing from this draft, they have the Chicago Bears who got the number who got the first round pick from the Panthers. So the Panthers could move up this year to get uh, Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. They have them picking at number 11. So they don't think that the Carolina Panthers are going to do well at all in this upcoming season. To be the, determined. I, I, again, I want to know what metrics they're using to base this off of. Number 31, Philadelphia Eagles. Number 32, Kansas City Chiefs. So okay, maybe so they're, ex- they're looking for maybe a they're rematch. expecting a rematch in, in the uh, Super Bowl this year. Okay. By the way, speaking of quarterbacks, I just want to mention something real quick about something in the 2023 draft. We talked a lot about quarterbacks being taken. We talked about Drake May probably going number one or two. At least top five in the NFL draft this upcoming year. We expect. Sometimes the decisions that aren't made are the ones that talk the loudest. For example, the Washington Commanders this oh, offseason, yeah. they let Taylor Heineke go. Yeah. Carson Wentz is gone. They brought in Jacoby Brissett to be a backup. Sam Howell as their starter. The Washington Commanders did not take a quarterback in this year's draft. Even just another rookie, potentially in the third, fourth, or fifth round, just to sit there and say, you know what, let's add a little competition to the position because why not? We have something or someone unproven mm-hmm. in Sam Howell. He had one game. He played one game against Dallas at the very last game of the season, and he played well. But again, one, one game. game. Everyone can be great for a moment. That's something I always say. Everyone can be great for a moment. And for that last game, both teams had their fates were already sealed. They're already set. Cowboys going to the playoffs. Commanders not going to the playoffs. Yeah, so they're already set, ready to go. But he had a really, really good game. They brought in Jacoby Brissett, who is a really, really good backup. Let's call it what he is. He's a really, really good backup. Can sp- can start three or four games for you if needed. But the fact that the Commanders didn't take a quarterback, to me, in my opinion, shows they're all in on Sam Howell. I'm rooting for the young man. Or maybe they're all in on trying to be in the Caleb Williams and Drake oh. May sweepstakes next year. So maybe Sam Howell gets bumped by the guy that was backing him up at Carolina when wow. Drake May is possibly going there. But here's the thing think that I think that. is interesting about this, too. Ron Rivera famously has said before, listen, when you're a head coach, your legacy is tied to a quarterback. His legacy right now is tied to Cam Newton. Since he's been with the Washington Commanders, he hasn't really had a true 
quarterback right there. He's had a revolving door as well, just like Matt Rule did in Carolina, just like Frank Reich did with the Indianapolis Colts. Mm -hmm. So, Ron Rivera, are you going to want your legacy tied to Sam Howell? Or are you going to want your legacy tied to either Caleb Williams or Drake May? Well, here's the thing. Honestly, if they're that bad, I think Rivera is going to be gone. He might be out. You're right. Very much gone. Plus, new ownership group, they're going to want their own coach in anyway. Next up. One, two, three. Game one, Lakers versus Warriors tonight. But who cares about the teams, right? Because it's Steph Curry versus LeBron James. That's how everybody is going to position this game. But that is the reason why a lot of people will watch. You mentioned it here before. Mm -hmm. This area, not huge on the NBA, right? Yeah, with all the college basketball stars that come through this area, it's not a very big basketball in terms of NBA. NBA, it's not a big basketball market for the NBA, but college basketball, we love. But this is something that we will pay attention to mm-hmm. because you have two of the biggest names that have ever laced up and played in the NBA. You have LeBron James versus Steph Curry uh, with the Warriors versus the Lakers tonight. Uh, Warriors have home court advantage throughout this yep. playoffs. It'll be, be very interesting to see what happens because both of these teams didn't look very good at the beginning of the season. Second half of the season got a little bit better, and they're both now starting to hit their stride in the postseason, it looks like, uh, with the Lakers after the trading deadline kind of almost remaking their team. The Warriors, of course, winning the uh, the NBA championship last year. Yeah. Didn't really look good on defense during the season. You're wondering, is there internal problems after Draymond Green punched Jordan Poole in that preseason <laughs> practice that we saw? No, Gosh. First off, that video should have never leaked out to the media. So I hope that person who leaked it lost their job. I, but you wonder don't if punch that, a teammate. You that. wondered if, if that will impact the, the Warriors. Maybe it has during the regular season, but here they are in the playoffs. They're here now. They're here now. So I think whatever, I mean, Poole and Green don't have to be buddies or anything like that. But, man, it hasn't bothered them yet, right? Because guess what? They got through. They were down in the series two games to none against the Sacramento Kings. Yeah. And they went on to win that in seven. So it didn't impact them then, even though Draymond even missed a game. Well, we have Steph Curry dropping 50 points. That also helps. (laughs) And Klay Thompson dropping, what, 28 and a half, I think is what he had as well. So it's going to be a fun series for the casual casual NBA fans. This is definitely a fun fun time to tune in. Next Next up. And I don't even care who number two is. Bryce Young is going to wear his number nine. I don't even care who number two is, and that person's going to be Matt Corral because Matt Corral's going to wear number two now that DJ Moore is gone. So Steve Smith, the former wide receiver of the Carolina Panthers, told Bryce Young, hey, if you get drafted by the Panthers, not only did they ask him what number he was going to wear, but he wants that jersey. When you get drafted, what number do you want to wear? I would love to, I would love to keep my number. Um, hmm. I would love to be nine um that's my my dad's number which is why i wear it um and he's been an integral part of my life and the reason i am the man who i am today um so i would love that but um hopefully hopefully other people could see it the, the same way but we'll see what it has in store for my future. well i could tell you this if you get drafted by the carolina panthers i can go ahead and purchase my jersey and i want it personalized to steve smith's thing so i can hang it in my man <laughs> in charlotte <laughs> see Hang it in his man cave in Charlotte. One thing I will say I love about Steve Smith, even though he didn't finish his career with the Panthers, dude's still a Panther. 
He's probably the biggest Panthers fan out there. Oh, and, yeah, and, and, which is awesome. And the most honest Panthers fan as well. Yes. Um, and that's one of the things. I respect he, that about he, him. He wanted uh, Bryce Young to be there. He wanted Jonathan Mingo to be there, yeah. who was the Panthers' second-round pick, a wide receiver out of Ole Miss. And we'll see if maybe he can follow that A.J. Brown and uh, what's my guy from? D.K. Metcalf. D.K. Metcalf. These uh, big, massive wide big, receivers massive coming wide out receivers. of Ole Miss. Grown in a lab somewhere that just snatched out the sky. But Bryce Young with number nine, he has a chance to be the, the best Panther ever to wear number nine. Okay. We're talking about Graham Gano. We're talking about Matt Lytle. We're talking about Stephon Who? Gilmore. We're talking about, <laughs> we're talking mean, about Matt on. Corral. We're talking about Rodney Pete. I, okay. Not really a stiff Ryan com- Santoso. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> this is like Alabama running through the Coastal Division. That's exactly what he's going up against. Like, come on. Like, let's be Ooh, real. Imagine Alabama in a Coastal. Man, all of those games. <laughs> 70-something to, to, like, three. six. <laughs> we'll give him six. All right, let's All get right. to our top stories. We talked about it tomorrow, game one, between the New Jersey Devils and the Carolina Hurricanes. That will start at 7 o'clock at PNC Arena. We have game times for up and dates for upcoming games. Again, so if you missed it, again, like Chris said, game one is tomorrow, 7 o'clock. Game two, Friday. We have a game time. That game is at 8 o'clock at PNC Arena. So all the Canes fans coming into the area, extra tailgate time. Hated it. You're welcome. Well, you hate it for yourself, but I love it for the fans. To me, it's going to be a late night anyway. I'm already going to be banking on that. As long as it as long as long it doesn't go to overtimes. Well, <laughs> That's the only thing I, I was going to say. About. If it wasn't a Friday night, I think fans would probably hate it too because most people aren't going to have to go to work, work the in the morning. Day. But if it was like a Thursday night or a Wednesday night, people would probably hate that. A Thursday night, probably not for the fact that, you know, I'm just going to take Friday off. Have a three-day weekend. Or maybe it's casual Friday. There. Exactly. Feel, like they you. Show up a little bit late on Friday. That's fine. But Friday night, game Number two, eight o'clock. Stormwatch with Adam Gold will begin at seven o'clock. All that's going to be right here on 99.9 The Fan. Game number three in New Jersey at the Prudential Center is a 3.30 puck drop. So it's a Sunday matinee, 3.30 puck drop in New Jersey. Stormwatch with Adam Gold begins at 2.30, 3.30 puck drop. All that right here on 99.9 The Fan. And game four. On Tuesday, a week from today, Tuesday next week in New Jersey, that's a 7 o'clock game. So Stormwatch without a goal begin at 6. Puck drop just after 7 o'clock. We have the dates, Thursday the 11th, Saturday the 13th, Monday the 15th for games 5, 6, and 7. Game times have not been announced, but game 5, if you're looking to get tickets down the line, game 5 is going to be on Thursday next week, the 11th at PNC Arena. Don't know a time yet, but we do know that you can listen to Mike and Tripp and all these games right here on 99.9 The Fan because there's no local TV broadcast anymore. It's either ESPN or it's TNT. So if you want to hear the Canes broadcast, make sure you listen to it on 99.9 The Fan. If you want to hear the Devils broadcast, you can watch it on ESPN. Here's something that I think a few people are going to have to start praying about. The Devils are going to bump Gospel Fest. Oh, they are. They are going to bump Gospel Fest on May 13th at the Prudential Center if Game 6 is even needed, if it's, if it's you even know needed what? right there. You know what? I hope not. But it's... at the Prudential Center in New Jersey, Hezekiah Walker and others are scheduled to start their Gospel Fest concert at 5 p.m. So what happens to Gospel Fest? Is it moved to another day? I don't know. Is it moved back? Do they say, hey, do you May... have Gospel Fest at noon? You guys clean up and we can have the arena starting at 7 
Are they going to say, Gospel Fest, you start at 7 o'clock, and we're going to have the arena at noon, and hopefully we're done by the time you're ready for Gospel Fest? What if Gospel Fest made a deal with the Devils? To give up that time. They're going to have up that to make date. a deal with the Devils. Maybe they did. Maybe that was all part of it. On the 13th. Now, looking ahead to this game tomorrow. Game 7 was last night between the Devils and the Rangers. The Devils won that game 4 to four nothing, And that game was in New Jersey for Game 7. So, I know something in me as a Canes fan was hoping that let the Devils and the Rangers beat up on each other. Let mm-hmm. the Canes rest. Okay. Now, we're seeing in the second round a game every other day. That's what the Rangers are essentially going to get, going from game seven, one day off, right to game one. Mark Messier of ESPN discusses if fatigue will actually be a factor for the Devils going into game one. Obviously, uh, you know, four rounds of seven games is not going to be beneficial to anybody, but we're playing a seven-game series. And to me, the, the, this series was not of that physical of a series uh, so I don't think it really took a lot of wear and tear out of the uh, Devils going into the next series. So I, I don't think fatigue is going to be a factor. Obviously, if you play four seven-game series or four, four game sevens and you play all seven games in those, uh, that could be a factor. But this is not fatigue is not going to be a factor going into the next series for the Devils. So I have a question for you, Dennis, hearing Mark Messier describe what this, uh, if, if fatigue is going to be a, a factor. He said mm-hmm. that the last series was not a physical series. Typically, Carolina Hurricanes have physical series. They are yeah. a physical team. Do you think the physicality of the Carolina Hurricanes will knock the New Jersey Devils off their off their game a little bit? Here, mm, I think these two teams play a very similar style in okay. terms of speed, right? They are, they are, and there's actually, let's get into that real fast talking about the speed of the team. When Sebastian Ajo, Carolina Hurricanes, here's him talking about the speed that the Devils play with. Obviously, yeah, this time of year, every every team knows each other. Uh, it's probably not a, not a lot of surprises, but um, yeah, obviously, they, uh, they're they a good team, a lot of speed. Uh, we're going to be, we, you know, we're going to match that and, and uh, yeah, excited. it's an exciting time and, and uh, you know, it's uh, time to go again. What's so, they, again, they play very similar styles. So, we talked about high danger chances a little while ago. So, a high danger chance is an opportunity. It's, it's a scoring chance for a team where a shot is put on goal generally off of a rush or maybe it's an opportunity right in front of the crease or right in front of the goal, a scoring chance for a team. There's a high danger scoring chance. There's, there's a bit of, bit of subjectivity to them. But the teams with the two highest high danger chances in the NHL, number one, New Jersey Devils, number mm-hmm. two, Carolina Hurricanes. There's going to be a lot of action in front of the net for both of these teams. They oh, play yeah. with a ton of speed, and they're all about forecheck. And guess what? The New Jersey Devils did this yesterday against the New York Rangers. In the neutral zone, between the two blue lines, the New Jersey Devils clogged that space and would not allow the Devils with their skill guys any sort of room to skate up ice. The Carolina Hurricanes do that very similar in that regard. They don't allow a lot of easy entries into the offensive zone, either of these teams. But sometimes so, you don't like to taste of your own medicine, just like in basketball, a team teams that, runs, that press, run against them, yeah, but teams press. that press, they don't like to be pressed. Very true. But I think Carolina likes it, though. I think this actually fits into what they do. Now, the two teams went 2-2 two and two in the regular season against each other. Mm-hmm. So, again, they matched up evenly. This is going to be a fun series. This is going to be a really, really fun series. 
I will say this, though. I think the way the Carolina Hurricanes have to play in regards to speed and forecheck, this game, I think, will – I think this game could benefit them a lot. Yeah. So, I think they're ones that are a little bit – They have. I think they have some guys that might be a little bit more willing to go into the corner on a forecheck than some of the Devils players. I, that's what I see. Okay. Now, something I want to point out, Chris. Look at all these teams that got eliminated. I want to go new, – the New York Rangers yesterday. A lot of Canes fans at the trade deadline were freaking out that, hey, what's our big move? We did Okay, we got Yese Pugliarvi, a depth forward guy from the Edmonton Oilers, didn't have to give up much to get him, all right? Things didn't quite work out for him in Edmonton. All right, let's take a flyer on him. Maybe we can catch you know lightning in a bottle for a hot second, and he can do something really great for us down the stretch of the season. They made that move, and they got Shane Goss' pair, which I think was a really, really good move because he plays on the power play, and he helps solidify that third defensive pair alongside Jalen He's been good so far. He's been 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 very good. The defense core for Carolina is as deep as it gets in the NHL. But a lot of people were like, wait, the New York Rangers made all these moves, right? The New York Rangers brought in Vladimir Tarasenko. They brought in Patrick Kane. They They brought back a guy like Tyler Mott. They signed Vincent Trocek this offseason, yep, right? Yep, from the They Carolina made Hurricanes. all these big moves, okay? Canes fans, a lot of them were freaking out because Don Waddell would say, we like our team. We like our team. We don't need to make, make, make a big splash move. We like our team. Tyler Mott for the New York Rangers, first round, zero points. Vladimir Tarasenko, he had three goals and an assist in four games. Not bad, but also not great either for a guy of his caliber. He was also minus one mm. in terms of plus minus. Patrick Kane had a goal and five assists. Most of that coming on the power play. He was also an even rating player. But Vincent Trocek, zero goals, one assist. It was under 50% in the faceoff circle. This is a this is a Vincent Trocek who last season in the playoffs in 14 games had 10 points for the Hurricanes. He had a really good playoff. And a lot of Canes fans were upset that he wasn't re-signed. He just wanted too long of a contract than what the Carolina Hurricanes were willing to give him. He got seven years from the New York Rangers. Yep. So they got six more years left on this deal. He signed for a seven-year deal at f- over $5.6 million per year, and you got one point in the playoffs from him. So that's one guy. or that, I mean, that's one team. The new uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, they brought in Tanner Janot from the Nashville Predators. They gave up five draft picks for that guy. Five draft picks. He only played in three games in the playoffs for the, new, uh, for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Boston Bruins made other moves. They brought in Tyler Bertuzzi, right? He had 10 points in that first-round series against the, the Florida Panthers. Only one of them actually came at 5-on-5, five five, and he was a, a minus player. Dmitry Orloff was a minus three. These paper championships that were built at the trade deadline, like paper champions, air quotes, where are they now? Where are they now? So a lot of fans that were freaked out that, we're not going to get past the first round or anything like that. No, you're good. And Timo Meyer, who plays for the Devils, that we're about to see, zero points in seven games. The guy Keynes fans were pushing for, zero points in seven games. And he dang near got knocked out by Jacob Truba last night. On the other opposite end that for that, for the Carolina Hurricanes, we saw how somebody like Mackenzie McEachern, somebody yeah. who hasn't played an NHL game this entire season up until this past series versus the New York Islanders, comes in for one game and gets an assist and a goal. Uh, so he has two points, two more points 
than what Timo Meyer had uh, for the Devils so far, which I think is interesting. And maybe that is something that uh, is indicative of how how the Carolina Hurricane system works. Mm-hmm. It is plug and play. Uh, you can bring guys in. They can be successful immediately. We talked about the numbers for Vincent Trocek, how good he did last year in the playoffs versus how he did so far this year in the playoffs for the New Jer- New, New York Ra- uh, Rangers. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just different, and maybe that's indicative of how well this system is running for the Carolina Hurricanes. I'm with you. That's the thing. The way the, way the Canes play, their style of play, I think is built a little bit better for playoffs, their style of play, I think it is. There's some people who say that, well, they're a really good regular season team. Well, yeah, they're a really good regular season team, and they're on to the next round. Unlike some of these other teams that I just pointed out, Boston Bruins, 65 wins, most ever in NHL history in a single season. Where are they? Home. At Wake Med MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate. A win from the Carolina yeah. Hurricanes? Canes going on to the Eastern Conference Finals. I They're see that coming. Taking on the New Jersey Devils tomorrow mm-hmm. at uh, 7 o'clock at PNC Arena. That is game one. Let's talk about the goalie matchups. We uh, feel like Freddie Anderson should be between the pipes for the Carolina Hurricanes. Based off what he did in game six in that serious clinching win, this is the first time we saw playoff Freddie and for the he, Carolina Hurricanes. That's why he was brought here. That was his mm-hmm. only time he's ever played for the Carolina Hurricanes in the playoffs, in two seasons. Saved 33 or 34 shots faced in that overtime win. On the other side, you have a rookie, Akira Schmid. Let's talk about the Canes the versus rookie s- goalies. The Swiss rookie. In their history, back in 2006, when the Canes went against Ryan Miller, well, they beat him. You know yeah. what that happened in 06, right? Canes end up winning the Stanley Cup playoffs. Igor Shishkabob. Shawshank Shusterkin. Yes, Igor I was, Shusterkin. I was, trying to, I was trying to do the You're doing a Ace thing. Ventura. It's fine. It didn't work. It didn't, but it's Sorry okay. about that. Igor Shusterkin for the Rangers in 2020. That was in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Got them up out of there. Four games did. to one. And then last week, last year, excuse me, against uh, the Bruins, Jeremy Swayman, they beat the Bruins in seven games. That they did. So the, the Carolina Hurricanes have a good record against rookie goalies. And so, this is another rookie goalie in Akira Schmid that they'll be going against. I accidentally said he was Swiss, but he's from Chechia. My apologies on that. Now, Schmid, in his NHL career before the playoffs, had only played in 24 NHL games. Dang. He had 18 starts. He was 9-9-2 overall record, a 2-6-9 goals against average, and a 9-0-2 save percentage. Now, but in the playoffs in these five games, he didn't start the first two games. Vanacek did. Gave up 10 goals in those first two games. Mm-hmm. So you know what? 
Let's give Let's the rookie a, a chance. Let's make a switch. Yep. You know why? Because you never know. Because can't, be, can't do any worse than giving up 10 goals in two games and being down 0-2. He's 4-1 and one in his five starts, a 1-3-8 goals against average, a 9-51 save percentage, and a pair of shutouts as well. So he's playing hot right now. Hot right now. But. 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 And we like big butts. We cannot lie. We cannot. Natural stat trick was tracking his high danger save percentage during the regular season. Yes. And we know that the Carolina Hurricanes like to get high danger chances. That they do. Just .803, so that means 58th out of 70 goalies with at least 700 minutes played at 5-on-5. That is the stat right there for Akira Schmid. So that's not good. 58th out of 70 goalies, all right? Hurricanes ranked second in the NHL this season with 967 high-danger chances at 5-on-5 and 11.8 average per game. That only trails New Jersey. That only trails New Jersey. By 12.1 per game. Yes. So both teams like to get high-danger chances. Again, however. Very similar styles of play. Very very similar similar styles of play. But however this, though, the save percentages – in the NHL, for within ten feet of the goal, okay, the top five of the top five in the NHL in terms of save percentage, three of those five <laughs> were Carolina Hurricanes goalies, okay, Kochekov, Ranta, and Freddie Anderson. Number one, Igor Shesterkin. I'm sorry, not Igor Shesterkin, uh, Sorokin from the New York Islanders, the team that we just bounced. That Igor Shesterkin. Gone. I'm sorry, Sorokin. Ilya Sorokin. Gosh, I've got them all mixed up. All these Russian goaltenders. I'm screwing them all up right now. It's all good. But Ilya Sorokin had the number one in terms of save percentage inside of 10 feet of the net. He's out. So guess what? Hurricanes have the best goaltending in the playoffs still left in terms of these high-danger scoring chances that they do have. Going now, against one of the worst goalies when it comes to high-danger chances from yes. this past season and a rookie. Plus, the, the Canes have never lost to a rookie in a seven-game series in the playoffs. Okay, question is, who does actually start for the Carolina Hurricanes? If you look back at the regular season, the Carolina Hurricanes went 2-2 two and two against the New Jersey Devils, mm-hmm. right? One of those. One of those games was won by Antti Ranta. It was a 5-4 shootout win. It came on New Year's Day. Yep. Okay, so he still gave up four. He only had an 87.5% save percentage that day. Freddie Anderson didn't play against the Devils this season. So that means the Kochekov, other three were Piotr Kochekov. Kochekov went 1-2 in those games against the New Jersey Devils. So the Devils haven't even faced Freddie Anderson this season. They only played Antti Ranta once, and it came all the way back in January, on January 1st, on New Year's Day. So I don't know who starts. Sometimes these decisions are based off maybe a matchup or something like that. But guess what? To me, the way Freddie Anderson played in Game 6, that was what he was brought here to do. He was signed last season in the offseason by the Carolina Hurricanes to be the guy in the playoffs. And he was the guy in Game 6. You have to give him another chance in Game 1 tomorrow. And Dennis isn't just saying that. You're not – Pulling that out of the air. You're not pulling it out of somewhere this else. What, this is what Rod Brindamore has Rod said. Rod Brindamore, after the game in game six, said that that's probably the best he's seen Freddie play. And Freddie's won a lot of games for the Carolina Hurricanes over the last two years. This is what he was brought here for. So hopefully that's what we see tomorrow at 7 o'clock at PNC Arena, uh, a game that you can listen to right here on 99.9 The Fan if you can't make it out to. The only way you can actually listen to the local broadcast for the Canes – 
in this area. Right here. Right here. Not in another fans. The only way you can get Mike Maniscalco and Trip Tracy. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.